resident lighting specialist to our residential Welcome to Residential Tech Talks. I'm Jeremy Glowacki, Executive Editor of Residential Tech Today. On this week's podcast, John Siaka joins us from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where he is co-owner of Custom Theater and Audio. John is a very good friend of mine and one of the most entertaining writers in the AV integration space. And I wanted to have John back on because it's been a little while. It's been a year, almost to the day since our last podcast recording, where at that time we celebrated his two-timers club uh, entry because he was one of the early ones to be on twice. Now, it's been 50 episodes since then. I cannot believe we've gone that long. Um, John and I um, talked last time about Cedia Expo and how we were excited about going to Indianapolis. I live near Indianapolis, but he was coming in. We, we talked about all the stuff we were going to see. Um, well, one of us actually attended Cedia Expo 2021, and the other guy, it was pretty much pure lies because he didn't go at all. <laughs> he stayed home when the COVID Delta variant, I believe it was Delta, and I think Ted Green scared everyone away. <laughs> so John and I are going to try this again. We've got a little bit more time in between the recording and the show because CD is at the end of September this year instead of early. But no matter what happens between now and then, John, let's just mask up and go to Dallas anyway. Welcome to, back to the podcast. Thank you. I can't believe it's almost our one year anniversary. So, uh, I, I, you know, it'd be interesting to go back and, and see when the very first one was. I mean, it, who knows? This could be like a, an annual, like our pilgrimage, you know, podcasting. But um, as I sit here today, I have a hotel room. I have a plane ticket. I've had COVID. So I am planning on going to Dallas. I mean, unless monkeypox, I mean, a severe monkeypox outbreak might be the only thing or Ebola. I am deathly feared of Ebola. But other than those things, I am planning on going to Dallas this year for sure. So. Well, well, hopefully you're you're not vulnerable to either one of those. But, uh, <laughs> I think we're all vulnerable to Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, it, it would be weird if if you look back and the three episodes were evenly spaced apart, and there was just some sort of weird like vibe that we send out as friends to, together that we need to yeah. get on a podcast like once a year. Like we like the planets aligned to pull us together into the pod. That'd be that'd be crazy. I think it, it's to make up for. You know, as longtime listeners will know, we've roomed together many times. Yeah. So I think it, this is our way of, uh, you know, non-rooming, rooming together with shirts on. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. Longtime listeners need no explanation <laughs> on that one. We won't we won't belabor that point very much longer. Um, but, hey, you know, I, 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 I want to catch up with you as, as a friend, as a uh, as a fellow writer and um industry person and obviously as an integrator um, because your insight is always interesting and I I wanted to know um, first of all in the past year uh, it's been a, a bit of a roller coaster for the industry we've gone from extremely busy everybody is just getting all this um, pandemic extra business to things get a little weird with the economy and and, and the the lack of product availability has been tough for a lot of companies. What, what's the general vibe for you over the past year since we've talked, since last Cedia? Um, yeah, well, I, we historically, I mean, we're in, I'm in Myrtle Beach. My store's in Myrtle's Inlet. And I, you know, again, I apologize for the grainy video. I'm, I'm in our theater showroom here. So it's, it's dark by design. Um, 
but we were a small market and we historically we kind of trail behind the trends. So um, when things get super busy, we trail behind that busyness. And when things get really slow, we trail behind that. So like I can remember back in like the huge recession, I want to say it was like 2007, 2008, whatever it was. The year of the recession was our biggest year ever um, because we trail behind. So we had all this work. And so like we started seeing it after that. So we're actually incredibly busy right now. Right. Um, you know, I uh, I did invoicing today, I think for like eight or nine 4K TVs over 75 inches. I mean, we're just, um, we're looking to hire people. I mean, with, you know, same story for everybody. But I mean, right now my, my partner is in the other room um, going over a, you know, high six figure proposal. Um, so we're, we're really busy right now. There's a more construction going on in these high-end communities than I think I've ever seen before. Um, so I think that we're going to have a really good um, 2022 and 2023. Um, now, will we, will we, you know, kind of lag behind that and see a slow 2024? Um, you know, maybe. Um, some of the things that kind of help us here are it's less expensive, the cost of living. So we see a lot of influx of people. Um, you know, people that they kind of want to cash out up north or out west come out here. So even when it's slow, we're still relatively cheap to come out here. Um, as far as equipment goes, I mean, we're really noticing um, like on TVs, we seem to have come out of the TV shortage. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't seem to have not having a difficulty getting TVs. I will say my, my business partner, Alan, um, was really good about forecasting and trying to stock us up on things. I am... Um, you know, we, we joke about, <laughs> I watch the money, uh, you know, like a hawk and, you know, all, all spending approval has to go through me. Um, so, um, normally we don't keep anything in inventory, but Alan, um, has kept us well inventoried up, which really served us well. Um, so other than some really specific Sonos components, like, like anybody else, I, we have 50 amps on order right now, um, with some of those or orders that go back to March. Um, and like, there's a one Luxol specific network component. Um, I've been waiting on it for like nine months. Um, but you know, for the most part, we've been able to kind of pivot, um, you know, find things, change things, um, reach out to people, you know, we're a a pro source member. Um, and I was able to reach out to that group and I got the Luxol part that, that I needed. Somebody had one. And so, um, yeah, you know, I, off camera, I was telling you that, um, you know, we're a small company. We have four people. Uh, one of my installers hurt himself. He fell off a ladder, which, which wasn't so bad, but then he landed on the ladder on his elbow. Oh man. And then that got infected. And, you know, it's, he's been out for like over two months. So, you know, everybody else just pitches in. We, we moved him in. He watches the shop. I go out in the field. Um, so, you know, the way that small companies are, man, they, you know, they adapt and they, they overcome. So that's kind of been, you know, we, we call ourselves the little engine that can, and we just kind of figure out a way and keep going. Is that how you ended up in an attic uh, recently? I saw that post on Facebook. Yeah. So it was a, it was a job and, um, you know, the, it was a new builder and he called us down there. He's like, yeah, we're working on this house. And I get there and the house is like done. And I'm like, man, this is not new construction anymore. This is a full retrofit. And he's like, yeah, you know, we should have called you and we didn't. The homeowner just decided this was important. So, yeah, I spent five hours on my belly on and I mean, on my belly on rafters in an attic. The only saving grace was 
it was spray foamed. So it wasn't, it was only like 85 degrees in there. Okay. Um, but I mean, you know, I'm six foot three and a lot of the things like the way that it was framed out was like, I literally was on my stomach crawling beneath Joyce's and trusts. And, you know, I kind of pride myself. I won't ask my guys to do anything that I wouldn't do. Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, suck it up and get in there. Um, you know, not every day is fun. <laughs> and, and that day wasn't fun. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, we got it and the builder was thrilled. The homeowner was thrilled. And, uh, you know, smile and move on. So what were you doing up there? Were you running? Um, Pulling wire. Okay. Yeah, we were running um, uh, seven pair of speakers. Okay. Um, on this big wraparound porch. And so, um, you know, my, basically one of my guys, he he would drill through from the outside. Um, and then um, have you ever seen those videos where they're like um, inseminating cows? <laughs> oh, I have not. <laughs> they, they put a big glove on and they go in. Okay, sure, sure, sure. <laughs> um, so like that's what I felt like with the, with the spray foam because the spray foam was super thick. And so mm-hmm. – you know, imagine a, a roof pitch like this, you know, our drill goes up like this, right? Yeah. So I had to like plunge into the spray foam <laughs> and feel around for the drill bit. Um, so um, then, you know, I once I uh, re- recovered the bit, then, you know, we would pull the wire through and I would gather them up and then I, you know, pull them back to the home run and then tack them back and um, that. So yeah, we were retrofitting for audio on this porch. Yeah, wraparound porch. It's that sounds very South Carolina, very southern. Oh man, and hu- a huge porch. I mean, two pair of speakers per per section, um, so really wide. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, but it, it's like this this community that we work in is called Debadu. It, uh, I'm sure that's not how you say it, but that's everybody here says it. Um, and there's more construction going on Debadu now than than, in, than ever. And there's a lot of people that are buying these oceanfront homes and ripping them down and rebuilding it and doing like really high-end rentals, hmm. um, like $10,000 $10, a week rentals. Um, so we're having lots of refits, upfits. We had one of our customers we've done a lot of work for. He bought the house next to him to tear it down to just have a bigger lawn. Oh. Um, but he's going he's gonna to live in that for a year while he totally redoes his house. It, it's crazy. Um, you know, but... Uh, there's a lot going on right now and you know, we're in the midst of it. So, well, oddly my brother-in-law who, uh, isn't really on speaking terms with my wife, which is a long story, but <laughs> he, we, we heard through her, her mother that he relocated from New Jersey where he's lived his whole life, essentially. Um, although he spent a little time in Massachusetts as well down to Myrtle beach, um, to, just start all over. He he works in a job that's remote, so he doesn't really have to be located anywhere specifically. And found, found uh, Myrtle Beach by some accident through a friend or something. Loved playing golf down there with all of your like thousands of golf courses, and uh, decided, wow, there's something other than where I grew up. I'm going to go down there and live. And so that's kind of the thing you were just describing: northeasterners, whatever people relocating down there. Yeah, I, you know, again. Um, a million dollars for a house goes a long way here, mm. you know, from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still buy an oceanfront house. And I mean, it is the weather's really good. Although um, my my best friend, my best non-Jeremy named friend <laughs> um, is actually flying out to visit from California tomorrow night. And I had all these things planned. Um, and this is the wettest, grayest August mm. I can ever remember. It's rained almost every single day this month. Um, it's forecasted through the weekend. Uh, 
So, you know, I'm ready for some global warming to come oh, back because no. we were going to go, you know, to the beach, which is like, you know, one of the fun things people like to do here. And I, I think I told you I'm into pickleball now. We were going to do that and Frisbee golf. And, um, I, you know, I, I told them, you know, come hell or high water and it probably won't be hell. <laughs> we're going to be out <laughs> doing stuff. Um, so, yeah, it is. I mean, it's a it's mostly a, a really nice place to live, but we are we're, we're getting a lot more crowded here for sure. Well, you mentioned pickleball. I don't know if you did tell me that we we uh, we recently relined our tennis court in our neighborhood. It's a HOA neighborhood, and we put a pickle pickleball court option in on one of the tennis courts. So there's two different uh, pickleball uh, opportunities there with the mobile nets. I bought myself two paddles and and a set of pickleball balls and had all intentions of getting out there. And it's gotten so dang hot. I haven't done it yet. Um, uh, but I'm, it's going to be my fall activity now that, uh, it, it's yeah. super fun. We've, we've gone, I did the same thing. We bought a couple of sets, um, off of Amazon. I think they were 50 bucks or something. Yeah. And you know, I played tennis all through high school, so I really like tennis, but, um, my, um, 15 year old daughter, Lauren, she never, we tried playing tennis, but it was the learning curve was too much for her. She didn't really like it. Yeah. And my wife, it was just too much running around. <laughs> But I got them out with, and they, we go out and play pickleball as a family twice a week. Nice. And, um, it's a lot of fun. The learning curve is really light. Um, it's not nearly as much running. Um, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, so, uh, well, yeah, it, apparently it's the fastest growing sport in the country is what they say. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's hot right now for sure. Well, I did want to give, give you a fair warning. Cause I know that you've been like a workout fiend for a uh, prior, uh, lead up to Cedia where you show up and you're super thin or you've got, <laughs> you've, you've built, you know, some muscle up lean muscle doing pull-ups and crazy stuff. And my big thing I learned from some neighbor friend is body weight exercises where you don't use weights. You just do all uh, like yoga stretches, calisthenics, all these different things that you get on a program with. And, uh, I'm getting that lean muscle back cause yeah. I've been hurt for a little while. I've had some, some, uh, tendonitis, I guess, in my elbows and things that just were really making it hard to work out. And, uh, I'm in the basement every morning working out with these, this app that I'm actually paying for, which is kind of, that's bumming me out a little bit, but I'm about 45 weeks into a 60 week. Wow. Or no, it's 45 days. I'm sorry. That's a long time. It's like, wow, that is commitment right there. <laughs> I'm, bad, I'm bad with days versus weeks. Um, 45 days of a 60 day program. So uh, uh, it said I was overweight, which was kind of embarrassing to hear that. I, I don't think that's really true. I think I was, you know, it's, it's trying to motivate me, but, uh, but I, you know, get a little midsection. You're not really wanting anymore. And I, that's uh so we'll, so we'll see who's the, who's the fittest when we get to Dallas. All right. How, wait, what's the metric? I don't know. For, for I don't know. <laughs> find, find one of our female friends who's not embarrassed by us and, uh, and say, who looks, who looks cooler? <laughs> All right. Well, you're going to look cooler for sure. Oh, no, no. Well, Hey, so of, uh, in addition to being, uh, an integrator, you also write, for residential systems, you have your own Cinelux uh, website now that you're running. Um, first off, what what have you reviewed for Resi Systems recently that you would like to talk about? There are certain things I know, but maybe you didn't like as much. You don't want to be negative. So what what have you seen that you are handled and written about that you? Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I kind of became like sound bars kind of kind of came my my one of my niche things. Mm. And, um, the, the new Sony's new flagship soundbar, the HTA 7,000, um, 
really like that. Um, I mean, that is really great sounding soundbar. I mean, it's it, it, it's never going to replace a full system, but for like a bedroom or something, I mean, it's I've got a, a Kaleidoscape system in my house, so I have a, a player in my bedroom. So, you know, I've got access to like 500 movies. So it's it's made movie watching the bedroom so much better. Mm. Um, oh, the big one. I mean, I, I, I finished with a tree knob altitude, um, which for me, um, that had been a bucket list item. Um, I, I have like stocked Trinov for years. Um, and it had always been one of those things that I'd always been interested in. I finally got the opportunity to review it and, um, I, I bought it. Um, so I have, a, I have a trim part of the family now and that thing is fan fantastic. It's, it's just fantastic. Yeah. What, um, what makes it so much better or what makes it special? I think what really makes it, I mean, the flexibility of it, but really, um, they're, the, the way that they do the the room calibration, I guess they're, they're they call it optimizer. Um, their microphone is is like this four headed. It looks like something that like the interrogation probe from Star Wars would come <laughs> at you with. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's so powerful. I mean, there's like literally any tweak that you would want to make, and I mean literally any tweak you'd want to make, it, it has that available to you. So what I just like, if you turn the optimizing on and off, which would be basically like, you know, what it sounds like out of the box versus like calibrated, it sounds like fuzzy, indistinct. It's just like someone takes the screws and just tightens everything up. Hmm. And I, I notice so many more little sounds around the room when we're watching something or just like even when there's no sound, just like the sense that your room is another space hmm. like this, just this kind of I don't know, it's, it's hard to describe. And also, I mean, they do something called like remapping. Um, so my, I do not have a, a, a room that's well designed for for a movie room the, the way that lays out. But they're able to, to, to digitally reposition speakers where they should be. Hmm. And I, I hear sounds coming from where there's no speakers within like a long way. I mean, it's it's really, really great. Um, I, I had a Marantz before that. I had their flagship processor, which I, I loved it. It's fantastic. But the Trinov, and in my review... I kind of compared it to like, you know, being in the golf business, there's like a club pro and then there's like a tour pro and like, you know, a club pro is good, but the tour pro is just next, next level. And, that, and that's what the tree knob is. So that's something that I just finished. Um, I'm in the midst of reviewing a new Sony laser projector. Um, I have a new Kaleidoscape component under NDA hmm. that I'm working on. Um, you know, we talked about, I'm working on the Hunter Douglas stuff. Um, couple of hiccups there. Um, I've got a, a brand new gen three Sunbright TV, um, that I'm going to be reviewing. So I've been getting a lot of cool stuff. I will say, um, you know, I, I'm sure as readers probably know, I worked with you at Resi for a long time. You were the editor in chief there and, and we had a, a great reviewing relationship. Um, you handed me over to Tony when you left and, um, Tony's no Jeremy, of course. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, he's, he really kind of lets me have free reign on whatever it is, like much like you did, whatever I, I want to look at. So I'm fortunate enough to get to pick to review the stuff that I'm interested in, um, which always makes it more fun. You know, I'm not I'm not slogging through a $500 receiver or, you know, something lame. It's always like, you know, the cool stuff that I really am interested in. So that makes the review more fun. Yeah. Well, that Trinoff is going to be part of a big demo system at Cedia that uh, they're going to do a press event for. Um, a few. I mean, it's always part of a few big systems, yeah. but I know that they're going to be with, um, God, I'm trying to, because I just talked to uh, Jim Noyd, who does their PR the other night. Yeah. And um, it's going to be a, 
gosh, I think a Kaleidoscape's part of it. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to remember this. Alcons, all maybe is Alcons the speaker company? I think so, yeah. Um, I can't remember, but yeah, that's going to be an awesome demo. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I got invited to two things back to back, that event and another one that both had Trina off. So you're right, there are multiple uh, demo rooms that are going to be uh, using that as their processor. And uh, I had to check, like, wait, is this the same event but a different PR person? But no, it was a different yeah. setup. So. So yeah, that that's that's a great endorsement there from your own home uh, experience. That that helps me. To- I think you know, just to, not to, to put a bow on Trinov, you know, what makes it so good? Imagine like if if you were an artist and you had every single color in your palette to work with. That's what the Trinov is. It gives you any tool possible to correct your room, but you've got to know how to use those tools. And I mean, I, I've set up hundreds, maybe even thousands of surround sound receivers at this point. I honestly don't know what to touch in this thing. <laughs> um, I had I had um, Chuck Beck, who does their, um, to Trinov's account manager, he logged in remotely and would like, basically I was this monkey button pusher <laughs> and he could see what it was doing and he would do it. But um, I really, now that I'm going to own it, um, I don't know if you know Adam Peltz. Um, Adam Peltz is probably and he would say probably out of humbleness only that the top audio calibrator in the world okay um adam and i kind of like like you and i we go way back we met at a runco training many many years ago and it's just one of those things you know we sat at the same table and you know i was a cut up and so he thought you know he was kind of a quiet guy like you thought i was funny so we sat at dinner every night and so we've developed this friendship and it it turned out that adam is like literally a world-class rock star um and, um, you know, his, his old company called him the MFP, the, the mother effing pelts, because he was so good. <laughs> and so, you know, Adam lives in Nashville and, um, he said he might come out and, and like give my room, a, um, a, you know, a, a, an MFP tune up. Nice. And, um, you know, so it's like, you know, that, that's the one thing about the tree knob is, is like, you know, if it, you've got every single color in the world to work with, but there comes some intimidation with that as well, you know, not knowing what you're going to do, but, um. It will be in a lot of booze at Cedia, and um, anybody that's listening to you is going to be familiar with that with that name for sure. Right, right, for sure. Well, we will continue our conversation with John Siaka after the break. Do you want superior smart home automation at a great value? Shelly Wi-Fi relays by Alterco Robotics cover DC to line voltage, allowing you to control lights, outlets, appliances, garage doors, pumps, and much more. There are Shelly sensors and power measurement devices to help you measure temperature, humidity, lux, or motion, and electrical consumption from single wire to three phase with neutral. You can use Shelly with a licensed driver for Control 4, Elon, or other premium systems, as well as your customer's existing hub, voice assistant, or any platform that accepts REST, MQTT, or CoAP. Shelly can make IoT very easy. Available now at Blackwire, City Electric Supply, and Worthington, or at ShellyUSA.com. Welcome back. We're talking with John Siaka, co-owner of Custom Theater and Audio in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Um, John, so uh, you mentioned Kaleidoscape. I know you, it's a brand that's near and dear to your heart. What movies have you uh, watched recently that you've enjoyed? Literally, last white we watched Top Gun. Um, I had not seen it in a theater. Um, I had really wanted to, um, but it didn't work out. Um, so I was thrilled to finally get to watch it. And I, I loved it. Um, I thought it was, I thought it was great. I mean, it had all the right beats of the, the original movie and, um, 
you know, it was the right balance of like fan service and sequel. And I mean, I thought that the, the air, the aerial fight scenes were awesome. Uh, it, it looks and sounds great um, on a home theater. Um, the only thing that will bother some people, I'm sure, is that it has variable aspect ratio, um, which means um, it goes in and out of 240 to to one seven eight to one when it's IMAX footage. Oh, um, wow! Okay. So you know if you're watching it on a wide screen, it it doesn't work really well. So it's it's more for a sixteen by nine TV. So it's going to be narrow, and then it'll when it goes to IMAX, it'll fill the whole TV up. Mm. Um, but it, I mean, it's a, a terrific you know movie lives up to the hype all the way. I thought that was great, and um, we also recently watched Prey, um, the Predator. Uh-huh. Um, from, I was on Hulu thought that was fantastic. Um, you know, um, my only complaint with that is I really wanted to watch it in the original Comanche. I mean, I, I, you know, thought that was, would be a more immersive, but, <laughs> um, the Comanche it's dubbed. So the lips don't line up, hmm. but when you turn the subtitles on, it has everything like, you know, crickets chirping, dog barking, predator clicking Mm, um, that was just too irritating um and then we watched elvis recently too which um did not see in the theater i didn't know much about elvis oh you didn't Um, no not about his life uh -uh. um you know he died when i was seven i think he died in 77 yeah yeah same Um, same here but i know a lot about him just i don't know why it's just one of those guys that i kind of picked up a lot yeah i mean to me when i think of elvis i think of like the vegas impersonators right i mean like i think of the character of elvis right Mm -hmm. not the actual guy but i you know i like boz lerman who did great gadsby and who did moulin rouge i mean he's got a definite style yeah um i felt like there was probably enough meat on the elvis bone to just focus on him but he really focused on it through the eyes of um, Elvis's manager, Colonel Tom um, Parker. Yeah, yeah. But, which again, I didn't know. I didn't know literally anything about him. Yeah. Um, and I thought that Tom Cruise's accent was distracting. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Tom Hanks. Yeah, not Tom. Yeah. Cruise, Tom yeah, Hanks. Yeah. 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 Tom Hanks needs to. I mean, who am I to tell multiple Oscar winner Tom Hanks not to do accents? But he really should just be Tom Hanks in every movie and make slight alterations to himself. You know what? It, like at first I, I thought he was speaking maybe Russian. Then I <laughs> thought it was like, like a Creole Bayou, Louisiana. Yeah. Then I thought maybe it was Irish. And so my wife looked it up and she's like, Oh, this guy was Dutch. And then all I could hear was gold member. <laughs> all I could hear was gold member. And it's like, Oh, this is a big one. Yes. <laughs> So it's like, you know, that kind, of, that kind of like took me out of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, it was I, I thought that the guy that um, that played Elvis and I'm, I'm blanking on his name. I thought he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like there was enough about Elvis's life that they they didn't need the Tom Parker side or, mm-hmm. or but maybe it did. I don't know. Um, but it was again, it was long. It was over two and a half hours. But. Austin Butler, that's the guy's name. Okay. But um I, I felt I felt it was entertaining. Um and I feel like I went in with no preconceptions because I didn't know a lot about Elvis. I mean, had it been like a story about David Byrne or you know, something, I would have been like, oh, that's wrong. That's not right. Yeah. Um, but um it was it was interesting. And I, I a long time ago, you know, I've just kind of come to the, you know, decision that when it's a you know, like a, a documentary. Um, they're going to play with the timeline. They're going to play with the truth. You know, it's going to be like true ish, yeah. but it's not the truth. Um, 
But I, you know, I thought it was well done. And it was certainly entertaining to watch. Yeah, docudrama or biopic or whatever you, bio, bio biopic. You know, I, I read it as biopic for the longest time, and it's actually biopic. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it needs yeah. a hyphen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I have this bad habit of listening to a ton of podcasts on pop culture, and I'll hear a review, and I'm like, yeah, I don't need to watch it now. I've heard enough bad things about it. But if it shows up somewhere and I'm just bored some night, I'll watch it. Uh, Elvis is like that. It just got so many negative reviews that I just didn't do it. Now, Top Gun Maverick, my brothers said, you've got to go to the theater and just see this. Go by yourself. Just pick a day in the summer and go. And I just never did. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm with you on that. I need to, I, I've got a big enough system at home not to brag. Yeah. <laughs> that that I think I can, doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I think I can replicate the the experience a bit. I think theater. for me like the movie theaters in Myrtle Beach are pretty garbage. Mm. And um I went a friend of mine here like begged me to go and see the new Batman movie with him. And I'm like, "Okay, I'll go." And the 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 black levels were so terrible, the audio was so terrible. I'm like, you know, I'm like, I left, like, this is why I don't go to movies. I mean, it's just not cool. I'm like, I saw it at home and I'm like, this is what it should have looked and sounded like. So, I mean, I, I really wanted to see Maverick in the theater. I really did. And it happened. It came out um, when we were going to um, visit my, my wife's family in Alabama. Um, and we went through Atlanta and they've got two or three Dolby cinemas in Atlanta and I was going to like go out, like we drove all day. I was going to go like a 10 o'clock showing at night, you know, and, and it just didn't work out. But I mean, I, I really had every intention of seeing it in the theater because I love, I love the theater experience, but um, we just don't have a good one here, um, unfortunately. Well, my, my daughter, Ella, my oldest, uh, who's now junior in high school, she briefly worked a summer job, first job. She, she got in like all of maybe three weeks before it was time for school to start. She started late in the summer and she's working at one of these really fancy movie theaters locally mm. that uh, has the eat in kind of quality to it where you have dining. So she was a food runner and worked really hard. <laughs> like she was running for eight hours straight. Um, but it has one of the, the big, um, it's not Atmos. It's the other branded big theater. Um, and, uh, the, um, the, only thing that we got out to see was the Menion movie. So mm. um, it was a family outing, but we enjoyed it. Yeah. It was entertaining. Um, I have to say, I'm I love watching movies, and I'm I'm pretty happy to sit there and watch about anything, especially at home. I mean, I, I just enjoy watching movies. Um, but uh, it, and this is a rare thing. We started a movie the other night that was such a groaner that we we turned it off like i had my my daughter lauren out to watch it and my wife my wife wants to see it was cyrano um with um the guy from game of thrones um Tyrion. um i got him blinking on his name too oh yeah, Alan, yeah. help me out on off to the side <laughs> um but um Phone a friend. dinklage peter dinklage yeah yes um, i remember when that came out i forgot well, my, about it. It, well first off it's a musical which wow. i did not know um, I, I did not want to see Peter Dinklage singing. Um, and the, the songs like, you know, for a musical to be good, the songs need to be good. Yeah. And we got like three songs in and we're all like, oh my gosh. So we turned it off and watched and we watched a, uh, um, 
God, the Taken, um, the, the, <laughs> Liam Neeson. Oh, we yeah. watch a Liam Neeson movie. Um, my daughter had never seen one. She's like, how does this compare? It's like, this is like every Liam Neeson movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Something happens and he goes and kills them. Um, so, um, but yeah, it's like, that's, that, I mean, it is really unusual that we'll start a movie and not finish it. But, but we got it like 40 minutes into Cyrano and everyone was like, no, this is just not good. Well, see, I don't, um, I don't need to watch that now. Thanks. No, sure. you don't. Uh-uh. Well, so switching gears a little bit, um, kind of in the same vein, this, uh, the websites, the Cinelux website, you, uh, might want to just kind of explain how that became your thing. You, you were a contributor and then you had a chance to actually acquire, um, the site and now you are running the site. Um, I, I, I recently read your article, uh, not that you wrote, but that you guys published about Quentin Tarantino's new theater in, in Los Angeles uh, or in the LA area and working with Theo Calamaracas. So I thought that was a really cool way to tie in our industry and someone famous like Quentin and uh, uh, interesting that you were able to do that story. Of course, the Theo connection there, but uh, tell us a little bit more about that that site and what you're doing there. Cinelux came about... Um quite a few years ago, um, where Mike gone, um, who's the editor in chief and I it, were working together on it. And it was originally run and started by Theo Calamarakis, um, as a way for him to kind of talk about and highlight, you know, luxury home cinema stuff and, you know, his projects, but not exclusively his things, but just focusing on that space. Cause there was really nobody that focused on the premium market. And so it's kind of gone through different incarnations and different ownerships. And so um, back in October, um, the people that had it before felt like they just, it was, a, it was kind of a lack of focus for them to, to work on it, to have a website that wasn't what they wanted. So I went to them and said, hey, look, you know, I've been this thing from the start. You know, Mike and I have always had a vision for it. It's always been kind of owned by somebody else. You know, what would you think about um, me taking it over and continuing it? Um, you know, there's a lot of great content on there and they were all for it. Um, they, they didn't want to see it go away, but they didn't really want to be running it. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, I officially, um, took over ownership in November and then we officially relaunched it. I want to say, I think in like December 1st or December 3rd, um, whatever that was. And so, you know, we've been kind of, you know, working toward this vision of what we wanted it to be. Um, and it's, it's now getting to the point where we've, we've got a lot of the content we wanted to have, um, case studies, we really want to focus on, um, kind of premium installations, but we want to do it. Um, you know, one thing that you'll notice from, from like the, the, the selling side of this industry. And if you talk to, to other people that do high end sales, customers almost never know or care about the gear that's in their system. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have customers that have, that have had a control for remote system in their home for years. They have no idea what it is. Okay. Half of them call it connect Four. they, they, <laughs> they don't even know what, it, I mean, they, they don't know what it is. And honestly, they don't care mm-hmm. what, what they care about is the experience. And they want to know that when they sit down, it's going to be a great experience for them, for their friends, for their family, whatever. And so we're trying to present things a little bit differently. You know, most, if you go to like a traditional kind of a high end or a publication that talks about high-end products, it's, it's often very techy and very geeky. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, absolute sound, you know, n- nothing against any of these publications, but they they really focus on the real hardcore enthusiast who's interested in white paper level things 
And most of these customers could care less. Don't even know, right? You know, what's the best? Well, this is the best. Okay, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's kind of how it is. It's more like, how does it look is, is, is every bit as important. So we're trying to present things from that kind of lifestyle aspect, um, not getting into the weeds of, you know, this is a, a thousand watts at 13 hertz and they, they don't care. Right. Um, so that's kind of, you know, been trying to do coverage that more appeals toward a mainstream reader. Right. Uh, or, or, you know, somebody who's interested in luxury, the lifestyle, but not about the, the tech and gear. So the Quentin Tarantino story that, that you brought up, um, Mike Gone has become quite good friends with um, Theo, who lives like almost full time in Greece now. Um, and um, Theo was apparently, uh, sorry, Quentin was apparently flipping through one of the, the books that Theo had done. Theo's done a couple of hardbound books on these nice theaters that he's done. Mm-hmm. And Quentin got a hold of one of these books and was looking through it. So I, this is the guy that I want to come and do. Um, he's turning a commercial cinema. He's, he's redoing it. Um, and um, Theo didn't want to do it. And there was a lot of back and forth um, on it and um, a lot of design back and forth. And so finally uh, they in and, you know, Mike has got this great in where um, getting to see the plans and talk to them. I don't believe he's actually talked to Tarantino yet, but but to his people quite mm-hmm. a bit. Um, but the really the really cool thing is, is that this theater w- will be open to the public. Right. Um, so like once it's open, you'll be able to go in and enjoy this awesome place. And he's really trying to make it like a movie palace for for movie lovers. Um, and, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if it's sticking to this, but it was originally going to be all film. He was only going to show film um, and, you know, the projectionist and the, 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 the whole deal, like really keep it classic, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of Hollywood. So, um, yeah, what know, I, I was going to say what I really liked about the story was that Theo didn't want to do the project. He was just kind of retired and ready to move on. And, and it wasn't an ego thing at all. This uh, story kind of came. No, you know, apparently uh, talking to Mike, you know, Theo gets these offers from like, oligarch billionaires from like the middle east and russia all the time and he's like look i'm not i don't want to travel i don't want to do this i don't you know it's like but um i guess the the tarantino project was unique enough um that um that it got his attention and also i mean he, he doesn't have to be there like fully on time he's able to do a lot of it from greece um and so um, it, you know, um, it'd be one of those things like, you know, if you ever make it to LA it would be a, a great kind of, you know, destination thing to check out for sure. Yeah. I think the idea is they're going to do some of those types of offbeat movies that Tarantino would like to watch back, back in his video store days. And he and his partner are doing, um, a, a podcast series actually on some of these old, uh, weird genre movies, you know, from that era, um, as well. So I think that's all going to tie yeah, together. I, I feel like, you know, he's, 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 it's not a, it's not a money-making scheme for him. I think it's a passion project. Mm-hmm. And so it might end up being like, you know, one of those like really cool art house cinemas, but you'll, but you'll be able to go there and get an awesome experience as well. So, um, but I think, I think they're going to plan on show. Like, as, as I said, I, I know in talking to Mike, um, he's very passionate about showing film there, mm-hmm. not digital. Right. And, you know, directors like Christopher Nolan, you know, the, the other directors that are like passionate about film, I think that they'll have premieres and screenings there as well of, of their, of their stuff. Um, 
but you know, it's all to be determined, of course, but, um, it, it is a really cool story. For sure. And so uh, as we wrap up here, let's talk a little bit about Cedia. You, you go there um, as an integrator first, but then as a uh, daily reporter, I'm sure, for the Cedia Daily, for Resi Systems, and for Senelux, all, all kind of wrapped up in one. What's your uh, personal priority there? Are you, you looking for anything uh, other than just covering assignments for Tony or whoever? Uh, from your personal standpoint, what do you look for at Cedia? What are you looking forward to? Well, I got to tell you, this year, what I'm looking forward to is like personal contact. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been so long um, that we've had an event. I went to, to CES in, in January, but, you know, none of my friends are, are really there. Um, CES has is, is become such a different animal than, than Cedia. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the people that, you know, you talk to on Twitter and Facebook and these groups and stuff that, you know, really it's like a, it's like a once a year homecoming reunion kind of a thing. So I'm, you know, now it'll be like, I, I, I don't know if it's been, if this has been three years. I mean, I feel like it's been a while since I've been to a CEDIA and I, I hadn't missed a CEDIA since, um, 1999. I think I've been to every one except for, last year it was so the last year i didn't go to at the last minute even though i promised <laughs> and then the year before that there wasn't one right yeah. it was a virtual one correct so yeah it's been like it this will be like 3 years now. i mean it just feels like a long time and i think in in talking to people i i get the same feeling like people like come hell or high water they're going to go this year i think people are just ready um, so I think that's going to, I think it's going to have a really a great vibe and a great energy. So I'm, I, I just love that energy. It's fun to be around people that do what you do and also love it. Right. I yeah. mean, because it's, you know, you're not going to survive in this industry if it's just a job, you know, that you've got to have some passion for it and you've got to like this stuff. Um, so I, you know, it, it's fun to feed off that energy from other people. Um, but, you know, again, just checking out the new stuff. I mean, I'm I'm personally in the market for a new video projector. I really want to see the new JVC. Um, I really want to see the new Sony projectors. Um, I mean, I'm like, you know, I've got my John money. It's ready. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, um, home theater is always my passion and my love. Um, so I, I, I love to see the new stuff with that. I don't, you know, Cydia typically doesn't have a lot of um, video wall stuff, but I'm thinking maybe some of that this year. That's a, a category that's super interesting to me, but man, it's so crazy expensive. It's it's too much for our market yet, Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it'll get here. And again, that to me is, is a really cool thing. Um, and then I just, you know, I, I really, I like to just wander the floor. Like my favorite part of Cydia is wandering, mm -hmm. you know, just finding that cool little stuff you know, that you didn't know about, or that, you know, somebody's really excited to tell you about, you know, that's, that's really what I like. I mean, um, Meridian, um, they're unveiling a brand new flagship pair of speakers, um, the DSP 8000 XEs. Um, this is a, an evolutionary product for them. They're going to, they're going to be playing as, you know, um, can't wait to hear those. Um, you know, I, uh, I love it, man. You know, I'm one of the few people that was sad when they, when they moved away from a four day show, uh, you know, I was there, you know, dust to dust. Like when we go to Disneyland, yeah. you know, when the gates open baby until that last firework pops off, you know, <laughs> I was, I'm diehard on the show floor. Yeah. So, um, 
I'm, I'm going to be there. And, you know, if you see me come up and say hi, well, not you, of course, but um, <laughs> I mean, you, we will see each other. But I'm right. saying for your listeners, if you see me come up and say hi, because I, you know, I, I love to, to, I love to meet people at the show. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, uh, I still get a kick out of somebody telling me that they've read something that I wrote and they liked it, or maybe they disagreed with something that I wrote and want to talk about it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm open to the interactions. I'm excited to be there. Well, I look forward to seeing you in person there too. It's been forever and, uh, yeah. and, and great to catch up with you virtually here a little bit in advance. And, uh, thanks again for taking the time out at the last minute and being my Regis Philman on Letterman <laughs> as a fill in for uh, a guy who had to kind of postpone because he was sick. So he sounds lame. <laughs> no, he's a good, he's a good guy. And you, you know, him. I'm not going to call him out on here, but, uh, we just had to do it a little later in the week. So. Yeah, no worries. No, I, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled it worked out. Um, you know, one one minor interruption, so I'm I'm happy it wasn't that bad. <laughs> and uh, you know, if, if I've got to be interrupted to go help somebody sell a Kaleidoscape system, then I'm that's I got to take it. Hey, yeah, so. yeah, it's better than un- unloading a truck like you thought you might have to do. So yes, I, although it's it's five twenty one p.m. here right now, so my fear is the guy's going to come rolling in at like five fifty. And, um, like I said, you know, we, I've got like a, a 30 Lutron shade delivery that's making its way from Chihuahua, Mexico. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's like that. Um, it's like the quarter in uh, no country for old men, you know, it's been traveling all this way and now it's here and I'm going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like an important delivery. So, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll wrap it up and, uh, thanks again. John Siaka is co-owner of custom theater and audio in Myrtle beach, South Carolina. You can learn more about his company at custom theater and And you can subscribe to the Cinelux newsletter at Cinelux.com. That wraps up today's show. If you're new to Residential Tech Talks, please subscribe to the weekly podcast on your preferred platform and consider rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Also, check out all the latest residential tech news at the magazine's website, restechtoday.com, where you can also subscribe to the print or digital magazine and to our Tuesday and Friday email newsletters. Until next time, please stay safe, stay inspired, and let us know if you have a great story to tell. Residential, 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 residential,